0: Hey, my name is J.D. Larson, one of the pastors at North City Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. I hope this inspires and equips you to love God more deeply and to love your neighbor as yourself. At North City, our mission is to love our neighbors in the way of Jesus, and we hope this message emboldens you. To do just that in whatever space God has sent you to. Be sure to subscribe and keep in touch with the conversations North City is having. And if you want to find out more about our community, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram or online at northcitychurchmpls.com. Enjoy the message. Well, I'm so grateful for Kara for leading us in worship. Now we're going to transition to a time of dwelling in the Word. And our scripture for today is 3 John uh, chapter 1. There's only one uh, chapter in 3 John verse 11 so we'll read that in just a little bit but let me uh, let you know what we're doing if you're watching uh, online and you're not a part of a north city community you don't know what dwelling in the word is instead of receiving a typical sermon from me uh, today I am setting up our north city communities and you online for some reflection and discussion so we're going to read scripture together and we're going to ask three simple questions what stands out to us what questions do we have, and what might God be saying to us? And that last one's really important to us. Uh, we're a community that's not afraid to ask questions. We're a community that wants to notice uh, what's piquing our attention in Scripture. But most importantly, we're communities and a community that believes God can speak to us when we read Scripture together. So, as I said, we're going to read 3 John chapter 1 verse 11. And before we do so, let me just give you a backdrop of this letter. And that's what it is. It's a letter that you're reading. I love the Bible and I love its peculiarities. Wow, I barely said that word. (laughs) I I love that in our holy scriptures, in our sacred texts, we have simple letters and correspondences. And I think it says something about how uh, Christians throughout time have believe that we follow Jesus in ordinary times and ordinary interactions, and God wants to be in the midst of those and can teach us. In the midst of those ordinary interactions. So, what we have here in 3 John is a letter from the Apostle John to uh, someone in a house church, in a micro church like some of you are experiencing today, who is uh, open to receiving guests that he's going to send to teach those micro churches. Because part of what's going on is the leader that's taken over that micro church is rejecting and not being hospitable to any of the teachers that John is. Sending to them. Not only that, he calls uh, this person a false teacher. Primarily, this person has rejected the lordship and centrality of Jesus and Jesus being God and is starting to teach people something other than the truth that Jesus is God and has come to save them. So they're kind of in trouble. I don't think any of our microchurches are in danger of that. But if they were, it would be a tough thing to go and be in a community where people have rejected the lordship of Jesus, for one, and said that they're not welcoming guests, they're not practicing hospitality. That would be pretty tough. And I would send an email or a letter. I'd want to speak into that. Or any leader would want to speak into that. And that's what we see happening here. And uh, we, we see John giving an encouragement to return back to this core practice. So if you're compelled and changed by the love of Jesus, you recognize that a central part of that love is the practice of hospitality. And when we read the first two letters of John, he's really focused on the love of God. And Misty preached an awesome prompt on that two weeks ago that you should check out if you weren't able to listen to it. But he's saying, how can you not practice the love of God if you're not willing to do or to practice hospitality? Which the Greek word itself for hospitality means stranger love or loving those uh, who are on the way or on the journey. So there's the context and we're going to read one verse and it's about discipleship. John is warning them to pay attention to who and what they're imitating in the world. So let's read it, 3 John chapter 1, verse 11. Let me pull it up here. I'll be reading in the NIV. Uh, you can read in the version that you have in front of you, or if you want to pull up a different version, uh, the NIV will be on the screen as well. Dear friends, I love how he calls them friends. Do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Do not imitate what is evil, but imitate what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. And anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. That's it. It's a short verse. So hopefully in a few minutes you'll spend some time discussing. Be sure to capture what uh, stuck out to you or what questions you have or what God might be saying to us. I want to share just a a few things that uh, stuck out to me uh, when I was reflecting on this. The first thing is that uh, word about imitating. I love that. You see that throughout the New Testament. Paul, the other apostles, are always talking about imitating. They're saying, imitate me as I imitate Christ. That's what Paul says. And John here is saying, imitate what you see is good in the world, not what is evil. This Greek word he uses for imitate is where we get our word mimic. And it's quite remarkable because I think uh, uh, some, a check for me is someone who loves to learn. Uh, I love to be formed, to change, uh, to become a better person, to become more uh, who God created to me, uh, me to be by le- learning, reading books, watching videos. I'm a learner. I love to learn. And sometimes it's important for me as a learner to get a reminder that the way that I'm often formed most is what I choose to imitate in my life. And I'm naive if I don't think that with my actions every day, I'm imitating others that I see in the world. Now, he instructs them based on their scenario of not practicing hospitality, saying, don't do that. Don't imitate this person who's not practicing hospitality. Imitate the person who is practicing hospitality. He uses pretty stark words. Don't imitate evil. Don't imitate evil in your life, but imitate good. And I think a core understanding that we need to understand as Christians and the beauty of discipleship based on imitating others is that whatever you imitate you assimilate. Whatever you imitate you assimilate. Let me explain that. I live in a house of toddlers. So Every moment of every day, I feel like they're imitating. So I have to watch my words. I have to watch my actions around my little ones. And sometimes I'm not as careful as I should be. And there's certainly instances where a word comes out of someone's mouth. I'm like, ooh, did you hear that from me? It sounds okay for me to just say that, but for that to come out of your mouth uh, doesn't sound right. Whatever my kids imitate or choose to imitate, they assimilate. It becomes a part of who they are. That's why John is so eagerly uh, calling people to focus on what they're choosing to mimic, what they're choosing to imitate. Now, I think that to some of you wouldn't be that uh, revolutionary of a thought that we grow through imitation, Uh, but one thing i wanted to point out as well and uh, he uses the stark contrast of good and evil here it just occurs to me that christians often are known more for avoiding evil than imitating good now i think many of us when we think about growing in christ in our life maybe come from contexts where what that means is we just try our hardest not to do evil things in life which is certainly a part of uh, responding to who God is and wanting uh, to live a life of holiness like he is. But that's only one side of the coin. And when we give all of our effort to just that, we're missing out on a very powerful formation tool. And that's this, imitating the good. In our lives as Christians, we should be as dedicated to imitating the good we see in the world and around us as we are avoiding the evil that we see around us. I think uh, the lack of attention on imitating the good is stealing the joy of following Jesus from us. Because part of what Jesus invites us to do is look at his life and enjoy almost with this giddiness to practice the same things he practices. But not only just Jesus's life, to open our eyes as disciples, look around us to other Christians and imitate the good things we see around us and in the world. If we see something good in the world, we as Christians should respond by saying, we want that good to be perpetuated. We want to imitate that and assimilate it in our own lives. Let me give you an example. This past week uh, when it snowed, I saw one of our neighbors uh, just scoot next to them and uh, not only shovel their own sidewalk, but shovel uh, two or three other neighbor, neighbor's sidewalk in them. And in me, I was like, oh man, I wanna do that. I wanna have that response when it snows, uh, even when it's cold out. That's what I'm talking about, that we can grow as Christians by imitating the good in the world. And I maybe just leave you with that. What does it mean uh, for you uh, to imitate the good that you see in the world? Um, John ends this short verse by saying, uh, people who do evil haven't seen God, which can be a really confusing phrase. But uh, when we were talking about this as a a staff, uh, it was important to note, I think Adobe said what he didn't say is that you are a child of the devil or something like that. It's just like, uh, it's almost this image of turning our attention away from the goodness of God when we imitate evil in our lives. Because if we have our eyes fixed on God, we want to imitate the good things that we see in his character and see in his image all around us, we wanna imitate those things. So what does it look like for you uh, in your life this week? Here's a real practical challenge. The next time you see a neighbor or someone you do life next to who does something good, does something generous, kind, amazing, what would it be like for you to just do that, to imitate it, to do it in your own life? Imitate it and then assimilate it into your own life and practice. I think that's what John is encouraging this person that he's writing to to do. He's saying, imitate the good things you see around you, not the evil, the the horrible behavior you're seeing from this leader that's taking over, that's not being hospitable, that's rejecting the lordship of Jesus. And he's asking him to do that in not only just a resisting of evil sort of way, but a proactive way of imitating the good that he sees around him. So I'm going to launch you into your discussion. Thank you for joining us for this online gathering. Hopefully uh, that reflection in this scripture gave you some things to reflect on. Again, you can ask, hey, what was standing out to me? What questions do I have? And what might God be saying to me, to us and our community? So thank you for joining us. Uh, We're so glad that you could be here. Have a great week. Hey, this is Pastor Christian Ann of North City Church. Thanks so much for listening to this message today. We hope you feel more empowered to love your neighbors in the way of Jesus. If you have thoughts or questions, we would love to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message on our website, northcitychurchmpls.com backslash sermons. Learn more about the North City community there as well. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. A special thanks goes out to Ben Noble for the music on this podcast. If you haven't heard Ben Noble's music yet, check it out at bennoblemusic.com. Let me send you into your day with this blessing. May God give you the eyes to see and the ears to hear all that God is doing in the world around you. And may he give you the courage to respond. Amen.